Minnow Middle got you down. Crush your sugar cravings with delicious all-natural Bossa Bars from Menopause. Created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the pause. Try them at BossaBars.com and save 10% with code HOTCOOL10. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And today we have something, or we have a guest on that is so fascinating. She is a dream analyst, and it is Laurie Lohenberg. And Laurie Lohenberg is a certified dream analyst. She's a syndicated columnist. She is an author, a popular radio personality, she's a speaker, and she is a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams. Now, Colleen and I could have talked to her all day, (laughs) but she has, you know, other things to do. And so it was just fascinating to find out what's behind these dreams that we have. I mean, you know, some that I've had for years and years and to find out what is behind them. I just thought that was really amazing in there. What did you find? Well, I thought the fact that a lot of us have the same type of dreams, whether it's falling or being chased or you're naked in school, people have consist or that bathroom one, which I've never had, but you have. I have. (laughs) You'll hear more in the episode. (laughs) But just the fact that they all represent some emotional blockage or something we're working through that we don't even realize we're working through. Right. It was, I mean, I wish I could have like had her just like a whole day, you know, (laughs) you know, but just like I've had dreams forever. You'll hear about my teeth falling out and now I know why, and I need to do better. So, you know, (laughs) I need to not have these loose lips of mine. So I don't know. She has a book out as well dream on it. Your dreams change your life. And it, I just was so happy that we were able to find her. And it's just so amazing. If you Google, you're going to, she said, if you Google her, she's going to be the top one on dream analysis. So you will be able to find her. Plus we'll have it in our show notes as well. And Bridget and I are always just so lucky because things that interest us, we find the experts to talk, we get answers to our questions as well. And we wanted to add on a quick little segment to previous episodes that we have done. We have over 150, I think, episodes at this point. And a lot of people will email us and say, well, could you possibly talk about this topic or that topic? And we'll be like, refer to this episode in 2021. So there's a couple, you know, we thought we would just throw out one of our previous episodes each time. So if this is a topic that you wanted to talk about, well, we already have it. So I would recommend um, the first one to be osteoporosis, bone health with Claire Gill. And Claire is the CEO of the National Osteoporosis Foundation. We talked to her February 3rd of 2021, and it was a really interesting conversation on bone health, you know, regeneration of bone loss, questions that I didn't even know I had about, because I have osteopenia. So of course I'm going to recommend this episode. But she talked a lot about bone health, and I think that is a subject that women in our demographic need to learn more about. So we would recommend checking out episode 29 of season two for osteoporosis topic. And Bridget, what about the video episodes? Well, if you want to catch the entire video of this episode, go to vitalseed.com 
V-I-T-A-L-C-Y.com. And we will be having the entire video of this episode on there, as well as several other episodes. <laughs> and you can also check out our older episodes when I say older, like up to about a month and a half ago on yeah. YouTube as well. We have all of our episodes under hot flashes and cool topics over at YouTube. So if you want to actually see us doing all this stuff and making our mistakes and <laughs> <laughs> our facial, sometimes Bridge and I say a lot with our faces that don't even make it to the That's audio right. portion. That's right. We are now going to talk about our dreams with Laurie Lowenberg. Enjoy. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, everybody. We are so excited today to have Laurie Lowenberg on, and she is a dream analyst. So you can share how you got into that, if you don't mind with us, how you even got started to being a dream analyst. It all started when I was two years old, (laughs) believe it or not. So I was able to remember my dreams that young. And I've been a very vivid dreamer my entire life. And so when I was little, I would draw the dreams I had because I'd wake up and I hated to leave that magical world. And then when I got older, I started journaling them because I wanted to remember them. They were so cool. But I had no idea what a great thing I was doing for myself by journaling, essentially documenting the other side of my mind. But it wasn't until I was 19 and my grandfather died and he was the first person close to me to ever die. So it was, you know, very difficult and we were close. And it was about two weeks after his death, I had a dream where we were walking arm in arm through this museum and I knew he was dead. And I asked him, what's it like where you are? And he said, well, I can't tell you that. But what I can tell you is that it's secure. And then he gave me a hug and he walked up the staircase and I woke up and I could still smell his old spice. I could, it still felt like he was with me. And that dream blew my mind because it felt different than other dreams. And also what he said to me sat with me. It's like secure. You know, that makes a lot of sense. You can't get sick. You know, no one can harm you. You can't get offended, you know. What could be more secure than eternity or whatever is on the other side? So that's the dream that propelled me to study dream psychology because it was so intense and so impactful. And what I learned um, in my studies is that dreams are actually very, very practical when you learn to understand them and you learn to connect them to what's going on in your real life. and On top of that, the advice they provide is also very practical. When you apply that to your life, you can make huge changes. It's it's like your built-in therapist always advising you every single night on what's going on and, and your inner guidance, your inner GPS pointing you in the right direction. What are dreams and does everybody have them? Okay, so dreams are a thing process. They are our subconscious thoughts. They are a continuation of our thought stream from the day. So whatever you're talking to yourself about during the day, and as as you drift off tonight, that inner dialogue continues. Um, But once you enter REM dream sleep, which we enter every 90 minutes throughout the night, that thought stream, that inner conversation picks back up. But instead of thinking linearly and talking to yourself in words, you're thinking in emotions and, and in symbols and um, metaphors. 
So you're still thinking and talking about your day. So what was your other question? <laughs> no, how many, you know, does everyone dream? Because oh, yes, some people right. Remember, and some people don't. Right. Yeah. No, everyone does dream. If you are a human being, if you are a warm blooded mammal, you are dreaming every single night. It's a natural, necessary function of the brain. Every 90 minutes, we enter REM dream sleep. A lot of us simply don't remember them. Why? Because number one, we just aren't giving it the time it needs in the morning when we wake up. And two, dreams by nature um, are slippery little buggers because a good portion of them uh, the process of dreaming happens in the same part of the brain where short-term memory is stored. So unfortunately, as powerful and meaningful and helpful as our dreams are, they're also very hard to hold on to. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, I read your book and I knew you read that. It was 2011. It was published. Uh-huh. And it is Dream On It, Unlock Your Dreams, Change Your Life. And I saw in it, in your book, that you have to remain really still to try yes. Yeah. Can you share that? With yeah. Others? Okay. So this is the trick to remembering your dreams. Um, we have a magical few minutes once we wake up where we can still capture the dream before it slips away for good. So the, tr- the trick to capturing those dreams every morning, and even when you wake up in the middle of the night, you want to do this, you have to stay in the exact same position you woke up in because that's the position you were in when you were dreaming. So rolling over, moving your body is like unplugging yourself from that dream you were literally in seconds ago. So you want to stay put, do not move, keep your eyes closed and don't think about anything and just stay quiet and still and let the dream come back to you. And then once you remember the dream, or even if it's just a tiny piece of the dream, or maybe just an emotion, a strong emotion you have, or maybe just a song is on your mind. It's on your mind because it probably was part of your dream. Write it down. Because if you don't, it'll be gone after breakfast. So you just make this a habit every morning. And before you know, it's like working a muscle. The more you work it, the stronger it's going to get. So the more you do this, you'll start remembering all your dreams throughout the night. I don't know if I want to remember all of my dreams. <laughs> you know, we, when you mention dreams, people always have a, oh, I had this dream. And there are a lot of common dreams that we have, things like being naked in public or not even now, blah, blah, years later, not doing your homework or not studying for a class. Or something. Yes. Why do we have such common dreams? Well, the common dreams we all get, we call these archetypes. Um they're so common among so many of us because they're connected to common issues and common behaviors we all tend to deal with. So for example, the teeth falling out dream is really common, especially people who are in broadcasting, because it's connected to communication and saying something you wish you could take back. Something has come out of your mouth that should have stayed in there permanently like your teeth. Um, The back at school dream is so common because it's typically connected to work or career. And we all have work and career (laughs) stress. So the the stress, the struggle, whatever's happening in the dream will usually reflect or be very eerily similar to some kind of struggle you're dealing with at work. Another thing that I noticed in your book, too, was... When you see people that maybe, like you said, your grandfather, but also like um, if you have a dream about a mother or a dream about your father shows up in your dream, I thought it was so interesting how 
actually, these people are actually representing you. Can you share a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah. So everything within the dream is almost always going to symbolize some part of the self or something that directly affects the self. That is, unless you're dreaming of your partner, your child, um, your coworker that you work with closely every single day, these people that are very close in a daily part of your life, they're usually then going to play themselves. Um, but otherwise, the, the and, and I have a whole chapter on people dreams, and they represent the different parts of your personality. So you mentioned your mother is, and we dream of our mother. Uh, studies show that our mothers or mother figure will be in our dreams on average about once a week. So she will typically represent, if you're a woman, motherhood, your own role as mom, or your ability to nurture, take care of yourself and others. The father, the typical role of the father is that he brings home the money. So he will represent your ability to bring home the bacon and manage the bacon. You know, it's a, the typical um, meaning. Um, like a, a policeman, for example, you're dreaming a policeman. He's going to represent your ability to police your own behaviors or to arrest or put a stop to something that you know is not going to serve you well. What about bad dreams? You're being chased or someone's hurt or what do they represent? Is that like turmoil in your life? Well, yeah. So our night, and there's a whole chapter on nightmares in the book. And so our nightmares are typically connected to our most difficult, um, unresolved, complicated, mishandled issues. So the reason why the bad dreams and the nightmares are so upsetting is because they're connected to an upsetting issue. Usually it's something affecting currently going on in your life, but sometimes it can be connected to something from years ago, a past trauma, for example, but you're, it, that past trauma is still affecting you to this day. And that's why you're getting the nightmare that's connected to it. But I always tell people, don't be afraid of your nightmares because they're good for you. All of our dreams are helpers. The nightmare is the most helpful dream of all because it's shining a light on something that is wrong and that your subconscious wants you to fix. It's the way your subconscious is pretty much slapping you in the face and saying, come on, wake up enough already. This has to be taken care of. So when you're able to, to then connect the nightmare to that very difficult issue, and the way to do that is to sit in that emotion, that fear, that struggle, that horrible thing that was going on in the nightmare and ask yourself, what in your life feels very similar? And so when you're able to pinpoint the issue the nightmare is commenting on, and then you start to correct it, or at least um, if it's not an issue, you can correct, at least work on yourself on how you respond to it, the dreams will taper off and eventually stop. And I've noticed you also say with nightmares that I know a lot of times people will try to wake themselves up from yeah. a nightmare. Yes. But, but really, you feel that you should confront and face and don't wake yourself Stay up. Stay in the nightmare. Don't be afraid yeah. of it. If, if you become lucid, meaning you're aware you're in a dream while in the dream, and this does tend to happen a lot within a nightmare. If you get that lucidity, if you get that awareness, do not wake yourself up because that is a a golden opportunity to confront the nightmare and find out exactly what it means. You ask that axe murderer or whatever, or even if there's no other character in the dream, maybe, you know, there's a huge flood coming and you know, you're going to die. Say, okay, subconscious, what are you trying to tell me? And you're going to get an answer. 
And that answer will be very profound and helpful. Can you talk about lucidity in your dreams? Because some people do realize they're dreaming and some people Mm -hmm. wake up and go, well, that was weird. I wish I knew I was dreaming. Can you make yourself kind of become aware in a dream? That lucid dreaming is a very hard thing to make yourself do. Usually it happens naturally um, and usually happens closer to the morning once you've had most of your dreams and you're closer to being awake. Um, But you can, there's a little trick you can do to um, have a lucid dream where if, if you set your alarm, say 6.30 in the morning, instead set it for six. And then, so you've got that 30 minute snooze time. So the alarm goes off, hit the snooze, fall back asleep. And then in that little window of time, 20 minutes might even be better, um, 30 to 20 minutes of time, you'll slip back into sleep and you'll likely get back into the dream state, but you won't go deep enough into Delta that you're going to forget it. And you'll, since you've already had, you know, most of your sleep and you're close to waking, when you get back into that dream state, you'll still hold on to enough consciousness that you'll be able to have the awareness. Oh, okay. This is a dream. So, of course, this isn't guaranteed, but it raises your odds dramatically to get a lucid dream. It's that that little piece of time in the morning before you're up for good. That's where it can happen. Yeah, that's where I notice I if I remember bits and pieces, it's usually right before I've awakened. Yeah. And other dreams that just people in general seem to have a lot. Well, I know the teeth one. You talked yeah. about that one. That's a very common one. Um, animals and dreams. and I am I am a snake dreamer. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Oh, I am a snake. I've been a snake dreamer <laughs> for years. I'm terrified of snakes, but I'm a snake dreamer. But I read in your book too. Can you share a little bit about the snake dream? Yeah. So did did um, what you read in the book help you connect? What your snake is connected to? Like, and you actually want the snake to bite. I've never been bitten. I think okay. I end up waking myself up before I'm bitten. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So usually. The, the most common meaning for a snake dream is that it will represent a toxic person in your life, or it could be a poisonous, toxic situation, but usually it is a person. Very often it's a man because of the phallic shape of the snake. It could be a woman too. Um, and, and the more snakes there are, the bigger the snake is, the bigger of an issue or the more issues there are related to this toxic person or toxic situation. If the snake bites, it can mean that this person is biting in a dream is often about criticism, biting remarks. But when the snake bites, it can often represent that healing is about to begin. Healing of that situation or perhaps even healing of a physical issue you're dealing with. Because the snake is also known to represent healing because we see it in the symbol for physicians, the snakes wrapped around the staff. We see it on the side of ambulances, on our prescription bottles, you know, in the drugstore. So the subconscious associates the snake with healing and the venom is the healing serum injected into your body. So you alluded in the beginning about your dream with your grandfather. And I think a Uh lot of people, including Bridget and I have lost parents and uh, in the two people that I have lost, I've noticed the year after their loss, I dream about them constantly. But then at the very end, it's almost like like this final dream where you know you're not going to really dream consistently about them anymore. Is that a grieving process? Why do you have? Yeah, it is. Um, and, and it's so interesting how the year 
mark all across the globe just seems to be common in the grief process. So a lot of people that it, this, it, particularly when it's someone very, very close to you, like your spouse or a child, when they die, it can often be <clears throat> a year before you get a dream about them because the grief was so intense. It's like you're blocking it and your dreams are just off. Um, and your question was, about how you feel it's like the last time you're going to dream about them well it's kind of it is that year seem to be the grieving process what is happening when you're having these dreams over and over about that person and is it you're trying to reconcile the loss of them what does it represent yeah so the when we are going through the grief process our dreams will reflect where we are in the grief and I've noticed that our, our grief dreams are different if there was an open casket or not, if you saw really? the body or not. If there, it's an open casket or you were with them when they died, their corpse will be in your dream a lot. You'll dream of, and, and you know, you might have horrible dreams where you see the corpse rot, you know, just, just awful dreams like that because you're trying to come to terms with, with this death. But then the dreams get better. And then, you know, you see them and you're like, oh, I thought you were dead. And they're like, no, no, no. I was just on vacation, you know, dreams like that. And that's where you're trying to get to the acceptance part of grief. And then there are the contact dreams, like the one I had with my grandfather, where it's, I can't say conclusively, it's not proven, but I do believe that the consciousness of the dearly departed can communicate with us while we're in the dream state. And so those dreams feel different than other dreams and you really feel their presence and they look the best they've ever looked to you. Um, a lot of these dreams take place in the kitchen, interestingly enough, and they come with some sort of message like, I'm still here. Everything is fine. That's Have so you had one of those? Well, my sister did. And after my father, actually several years after my father died, over 20 years, there was her daughter's car wasn't working. It was a really old car and she was ready just to junk it. And she heard my father's voice say, check the oil in that Honda. And the oil, the car was out of oil and they just got oil put in and it ran fine. And, and so she is convinced that is a contact right. Right. Yes, she is. But I noticed you also mentioned rooms or your house dreams yeah rooms in the house and you just mentioned the kitchen mm -hmm. and you know I do, I've heard people different members of my family and different people talk about they will be in their house and there will be a whole new room the house is to the dreaming vine represents your personality construct it is you um, and our houses do reflect who we are, you know, the way we decorate it, the things we hang on the wall. Um, so the different uh, rooms in the house will represent the different parts of you. The kitchen is the part of you that plans, the part of you that prepares for things, the part of you that can be nurturing. Um, the bathroom is the part of you that can release negativity, uh, get rid of, cleanse yourself of, of frustrations. Um, and so if you get a clogged toilet dream, <laughs> that, that means you're holding in and not letting it out. <laughs> I've had those too. Mm -hmm. The basement tends to represent the past um, as well as where we push down things we don't want to deal with down below our conscious um, thinking. The attic is above us and tends to represent our high um, aspirations as well, our spiritual beliefs, our guiding um, 
qualities. Um, did I say inspiration already? Oh, yeah, because um, yeah, that's all above us. Um, mm-hmm. The bedroom can represent sexual activity in your life, but it can also represent the, you know, when it's time to put an issue to rest, you may dream of a bedroom. I know. Oh, and the living room will also represent something that's going on, something you're dealing with in your daily, everyday life. I'm not even going to ask about the backyard because. The backyard, <laughs> since you asked, <laughs> not asked, <laughs> is. Um, the parts of your life and the parts of yourself you like to keep private. Really? Yeah. That's so if something's going, if you have a dream that's going on in your backyard, ask yourself, okay, what's going on right now that I'm trying to keep to myself? And that will typically be what the dream is about. You're trying to keep yourself on that pizza float in your pool. Yeah, there you yourself. go. I, I just, want to keep <laughs> I just told everybody about it. <laughs> Fine. Well, you know, I was watching you on an interview where you mentioned that in some of the common dreams that we talked about, falling could mean depression. Like if you mm-hmm. suffer from depression, it could be an indicator that you're about to have a depressive episode. Yes. That was so interesting to me. Like, how does that work? So sometimes the body will communicate with us through our dreams. Let us know what's going on before it it physically presents. Um, So, for example, I had a dream telling me I was pregnant before I ever peed on a stick. You know, um, our dreams will. Okay, so when you started with the falling dream, um, for people who suffer from depression, falling is a very common dream that they get. And the act of going down <laughs> is what's at play here. So your subconscious saying, okay, get ready. You're about to fall spiritually, emotionally, psychologically into another bout of depression. So it's a heads up so that you can get ready, you know, make sure you spend a lot of time outside, schedule some dates with your best friends that make you laugh, um, schedule time to go see a funny movie, you know, you get ready for it so that you can better manage it. But another interesting thing about the way our dreams will communicate with us about what's going on in our body is, and um, this was so fascinating when I was studying dream psychology and I was learning that, especially with women, um, how much our body speaks to us through our dreams. Every month, um, right before you start your cycle, you're going to dream of water. Um, overflowing water or some vessel filling with water, or you're in a pool, you know, with water. Um, And then as we get older and then we stop having our cycle and I'm going through this right now, (laughs) you're going to uh, start dreaming of like lakes or oceans receding. You know, Um, I had a dream not recently uh, about a month ago, I was in this tower where you could jump out and go down a stream of water. Like it was a game. It was fun. Everyone was doing it. And I was up at the top and I was like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I got off the ride and that was my body telling me, don't worry, you're not going to have much more of this (laughs) (laughs) because it's not fun. (laughs) That's so interesting. And I think so relatable to our listeners, because our demographic is really 40 plus and they're all Mm -hmm. going through that. So now everyone's going to be waiting for that. Yeah, Track your dreams right now. So if you are going through the change, track your dreams. They're they're going to give you a heads up of what's going on down there. 
Colleen, have you been dreaming of water lately? Well, I haven't even thought about it, but I'm like five months in now and I haven't really thought about it, but I'm going to now be aware of it. What what about like, I have friends who have vivid dreams where if they get stung by a bee in the dream, it hurts when they wake up or they can feel the pain. Okay. What does that question? So when you have physical pain in a dream, if you don't have any ailments that could be you know, bothering you, like you already pulled your back and the pain's entering your dream. That's different. If you have, if you feel physical pain in a dream, there's no other reason other than the dream to feel the pain. That's because physical pain in a dream is connected to emotional pain in real life. So the subconscious will show us our emotional pain in the form of wounds you know, maybe you have an open sore in your dream and you're emotionally wounded. Maybe you're bleeding in a dream. You've got some kind of issue going on where you're being emotionally bled. You're putting out more emotion than you're getting back, perhaps in a relationship or something is just absolutely, utterly emotionally draining you. But what about dreams um, where you cannot get to where you want to be. I hear about that a lot from yes. so many people that you're well, you just, you just interpreted it. You're getting yeah. it, that dream because you're not getting where you want to be perhaps in careers or a fitness goal or something like that. And so if you're having trouble, you know, your legs aren't working or you can't climb those stairs or whatever, ask yourself what in real life feels like this same struggle where you just aren't having enough movement. You're not having enough progress. There are some people who say, you know, I dream so much. I don't feel rested when I wake up in the morning. What is, is that you can't calm your brain down? What's happening? That the, the main reason that happens is because you're probably spending a lot more time in the lighter stages of sleep. So you're not getting enough deep Delta and dreaming REM sleep is a lighter stage right after each cycle of REM. We jump right into alpha which is the lightest stage of sleep. So when you're having a fitful night of sleep, you're not getting enough good deep Delta sleep. You'll stay in the lighter stages. You will remember your dreams more. And that will also often leave you not feeling rested because you weren't. People are so interested in interpreting their dreams and what can they do? If they do have questions, you have a website Mm -hmm. where you actually do one-on-ones, correct? Yes. Yeah. You can talk with me. We set up a phone call and we'll go really deep into your dream. And I'll I'll basically hold your hand as we walk through your dream and you describe every single part of your dream. And we explore every single part because everything, everything in your dream, even down to if you happen to notice a plant in the corner of the room in your dream, you're noticing it for a reason. Nothing's random. So we're going to tackle every single part of your dream connected to what's going on in your real life and also find the answers you're giving yourself through the dream. Uh, so yeah, that the website is laurielowenberg.com, but Laurie Lowenberg is hard to spell. So if you just Google dream expert, I'm the first one that comes up. <laughs> And we'll have it in the show notes too, yeah, as well. We so everything that you dream, is it ever random or is everything no. something? No, never. Okay. <laughs> no, good to know. <laughs> everything be- in a dream is important and connected to something. Uh, everything. Our subconscious borrows things from the past, borrows things from a movie or something we saw on TV or something we read or, um, even creates things that don't even exist and, and weaves it all into this really cool storyline. Um, and when you connect each piece of the puzzle of the dream, you'll see that there is a, a thread 
that you can follow that makes sense and is giving you a message, something you need to know right now. Like I always say, dreams are messages from you to you about you in order to improve you. So everything within that message is about you and trying to help you. Sometimes you feel like you're in a dream for an hour and they're like, oh no, dreams really only last 90 seconds or something. How long can you be in a dream for? You can be in a dream for an hour. Really? <laughs> so okay. each, each cycle of dreaming we have through the night increases in duration. So your first dream of the night, five, seven minutes long, each dream after that's a little bit longer. And if you have a good seven, eight hours of sleep, that last dream you have before you wake up can be 45 minutes to an hour long. In your book, you also include, but I've heard so many great ideas have happened as a result of dreams. and like. Paul McCartney wrote the song yesterday from a dream. Yes. Yeah. It's an interesting story. I'll tell it to you. So (laughs) he woke up with the harmony um, playing in his head and it was so clear. He thought, I feel like I've heard this song before. So he called up all his friends and played it on the piano for them. He goes, do you know, have you heard the song? What, What song is this? No one had heard of it. So then he just, from there, he he built the song around it. Yeah, that is. It, yeah, it's the most played song in the history of um, ever since we had music on yeah. the radio. Wow, so you, incredible! Do you find that people who are more artistic, like you know him, like authors, do they mm-hmm. have more creative? Like, are some people more analytical and have analytical dreams, and some people more creative and have creative dreams? Yes. Yeah, the, the artistic types, the musicians, the artists, the writers, their dreams are tend to be a little more bizarre than, say, your investment banker. <laughs> Not that investment bankers don't have crazy dreams, too, but, but typically, you know, they're, the creative types do have more going on in their dream, a lot more characters and strange things happening. What about breakups? A lot of people dream with... Um, when they have breakups, either they start yeah. having bad dreams or they dream about the person. Mm-hmm. How do you process that so you can stop having those dreams about the person? Uh, okay. So like with any dream you want to stop having, the best way to do it is to correct um, the issue. So you can't, you know, if you're broken up, how, how do you correct that? You know, so you have to process it in a healthy way and, and, find a way to move on from it. Sometimes we just have to go through the healing process, you know? Um, So the more, if you go, if you're the one that's been dumped and you're having a really hard time with it, um, the best thing to do is to keep yourself active and looking forward, find things that you can look forward to that will distract you from the pain. Find ways to build yourself up, start working out more, you know, eat healthier, go outside and do active things, start a new project that you can wake up and look forward to so that you're not hanging on to the pain so much. That's so so your, your dreams can also tell you if you're stuck, you know, if, if you keep dreaming, like here's a common dream that people get that have been broken up with, especially women will dream they're breaking into their ex's house. And going through their things. <laughs> the reason why that's so common is because the house, the ex's house represents the ex's psyche. Remember, just like our house represents our own psyche, our own personality. So they're breaking in there because they're trying to penetrate that psyche and they're going through their things because they're trying to figure out 
why did he break up with me? Or why did she break up with me? What went wrong? So they're trying to figure it out. So if you, if you keep getting dreams of your recent ex over and over and over again, that is letting you know somewhere in there you're stuck. There's something you have not let go of. So examine that, you know, check yourself. What is it you haven't been able to let go of? Are you, you still feel it's unjustified or did they cheat on you? And that's why you broke up and you can't let go of that sense of betrayal, you know, figure out what it is and then find a way, even if it's going to a therapist, do that so that you can process it healthily and move on. But it just sounds like dream analysis is a form of therapy. If it is absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I have even taught mental health practitioners how to incorporate dream work into their practice. And they have told me that once they started implementing dream work, just one dream interpretation will get them to the meat of the issue. Whereas typically it would take 10 sessions without the dream work. And your dreams just shine a light. They're they brutally do. honest. They're like, here's your issue. <laughs> Here it is. Wow. Work on it. Well, and then you'll be healed. I mean, you probably will get, it'll all be better. You'll sleep better. Mm-hmm. And you'll have better dreams if you're Absolutely. Facing, you will have better dreams. Issues. Yeah. My, my last question is, is what do you find in your research to be the most common dream people have? Like, what do people seem to dream about the most? Um, I would say number one is dreaming their partner's cheating on them. Really? And what does that it, kind of represent? Have either of you had it? No. I think I have. I don't even know who the person is. Oh, actually, yes, it was Renee Zellweger once. <laughs> and my husband apologizes to me. And anytime now that she's on TV, I Light give up. him the side eye. Um, but May, I, I don't remember. Maybe I did. I, I don't remember. But I did. I, I did yeah. <laughs> what does that represent? Okay, so if if that also seems to be coming out of left field, if 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 they're if you have no reason to suspect them, okay, I mean if you suspect them and you're getting the dream, well, that's your you know your gut. But if there there seems to be no reason and it just pops up, it's usually because there is something in the relationship that feels like a third wheel. It's not necessarily another person, but something that's taking up your partner's time and attention that you feel you should be getting. Usually it's work. It could be golf. It could be fantasy football. It could be the hot rod in the garage, a side hustle. Sometimes it's a new baby, you know, that's now getting all the time and attention that you used to have for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, So the dream is, you know, it's shining a light on it. Okay. This is bothering you. So let's have a conversation and let's not nag and just bring it up and see if you can find a way to make more time for each other. And when you do that, the dream stops. That is so work. cool. If John, uh, he, he listens to our podcast. John, John it's work. It's work. <laughs> it's You're work. cheating on Bridget with work, John. Work. <laughs> well, I, have, I would like to go a little bit deeper into that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so Renee Zellweger was the tramp. So <laughs> what... When you think of her, what comes to mind? Is it a movie? You know, or I have no idea because I always loved her acting. Mm-hmm. And... I am. It was a while back that I had this dream, and it could have been um, the movie Chicago <laughs> when she was in Chicago and played Roxy Hart, okay. and she was cheating on her spouse oh, in the movie. Okay. So I'm trying to think. I think maybe I don't know. That may be never, why be- he never commented about her. He never has said yeah, anything because it came. The dream came from you. 
you came from me. And I don't, and now whatever she's on, I always give him the stink eye. I'm always like, yeah, Renee Zellweger's in this <laughs> So that's probably the cheating aspect of her character. It must perhaps, have been. Unless there's yeah. anything that his work has to do with Chicago. Not really. He hardly okay. ever has to go to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why. That's so funny. And well, now you know, we're going to do research, yeah. Bridget. We're going to find research. it. So make sure you check out her website. Like she said, it's kind of hard to spell. So you said to Google Dream Google Expert. Dream Expert because Laurie Lowenberg is hard to spell. So Google Dream Expert. I'll be the first one that comes up. You can also find me on TikTok, Laurie, the Dream Expert. I do little videos explaining, you know, different things on how to, you know, what school dreams mean, what it means to dream of your ex. The latest one is um, the single most important part of your dream that you need to pay attention to so that you can figure it out. Ooh, okay. You're not going to tell us another one. No, you got to go to TikTok. We'll oh, TikTok. wait up, Laurie, 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 the dream expert, L-A-U-R-I, Laurie, the dream expert on TikTok. That's also me on Twitter. Okay. Oh, and we'll have okay. all of those links in our show notes as well. So if you guys are listening to this, you can just go to hotflashescooltopics.com and pull up this episode and you'll have all the links there as well. So she could, the, everyone can start following you. So thank you so much, Lori. We appreciate you. your time. Well, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed our chat and sweet <laughs> dreams. Well, now I have the answers to my sleep questions. Bridget, how about you? Oh my goodness. Yes. And then I'm like, what's going on with me? <laughs> Dreaming about snakes and some, some, some male figure. It's not you, John, you're nice as can be. You're not the poisonous person in my dream. There's but, always somebody chasing though. I, I just, you know, yes. you never can see the figure, but it's always somebody chasing and and that yeah. dream where you're going down a hall and it just keeps getting longer and you're longer. longer. It, I could have asked her so many questions. It's a good thing my sisters weren't in on this call because we would not have been <laughs> able to talk to her at all because they would have just been peppering her with questions. So, well, then th- forget it. We're not having them on. We're just, we just can't have them on. Sorry, girls. <laughs> not coming on. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow us on all forms of social media. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You could check out this video on vitalc.com. We're on Instagram, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. We have a Facebook group. You know the drill. We talk about it all the time. And also we are on LTK, which is a shopping forum. We have listed a lot of brands and companies that we love. So make sure to check that out. You can go on to our website, hotflashescooltopics.com for all the information. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.